0: hello and welcome to the moncast my name is sam
1: and my name is stevie and the current score is 4-1 to pokemon this time we're discussing the sixth episodes family picnic and flower power
0: first episode we're watching is family picnic yay also we're not doing plots anymore because they take a lot of time and we literally say the plot again so we go through everything twice for no reason (laughs) yeah so how are we kicking this off We are kicking it off with a plane landing and an announcer apologizes for the pilot stepping out for popcorn during the in-flight movie. And then like three seconds later, we get a second joke with the owner of the Grey 747 parked outside the window. Please report to your cockpit. Your lights are on. There's two jokes in 20 seconds of the episode. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a lot of of jokes crammed in there. But they're both good jokes. Good quality jokes, considering they just had a picture of a plane.
1: Then Mimi gets a lot of jokes in about jet lag. She steps
0: off the plane. Yeah, and it's, what, something like 8.25am in Japan, and where she came from, it was like 6pm, but is that like the, the right
1: time? She says she's on New York time, so she should be tired during the day for some reason. <laughs> is she a party animal now? Well, she looks like a raver with that hair. Oh yeah, hair's amazing
0: now. But she says that she needs to change her watch, and it's quite clearly her digivice. Digivices do everything. In context, Mimi just lies to herself and calls her digivice her watch.
1: Her device is her watch, her PDA, her wireless rotor. It's everything. She probably straightens her hair with it and everything.
0: Maybe. I could it could do that. We don't know what it does. Yes, the season one digivice, which means you basically just have it around you generally and then shout feelings and then your Digimon evolve. how it works.
1: So it cuts to Davis with Demi Vimon. Demi Vimon's being really cute and trying to wake
0: Davis up. In his little garbage room. Like, his room is so messy. It is a messy room. Like, I thought my room was bad. Like, Davis's is really, bad. He's literally, like, sleeping in a pile of garbage.
1: But who cares, because he has Demi V-mon.
0: is really cute. The in-training Digimon are the best
1: Digimon so far. They're all just adorable and hyperactive.
0: They're all just balls of energy
1: and cute. Then we go to Cody's house, where Cody's mom is making donuts.
0: Uh, They think she's making sweets or something, and then Cody said, no, it's sushi, because apparently we're all boring inside in this family.
1: Cody likes talking about food more than he does about the
0: digital world. We see Kari, who's just packing stuff, and then we see TK leave the house with Patamon in a backpack, which begs the question, like, why are they sneaking the Digimon around? Because we literally had all of season one happen, and people saw it. And even then, in season one, they just carried them.
1: Everyone just kind of forgot about, you know, all of o- Odaiba being destroyed.
0: There you have to be super secretive with Digimon for some reason. And you can come up with some reasons, like, oh, if the parents saw them with Digimon, they might freak out or something. But, like, the parents don't know what Digimon are. Like, for all they know, they could just be, like, toys. Unless there's, like, a parent who's like, oh, no, I know that Digimon. Which, like, that's a lie. You don't know what that Digimon is.
1: But, yeah, TK and Kari both stuffed their Digimon into backpacks.
0: And considering they're both the rookie levels, that's a bit unfair because they're the ones who kind of need the space.
1: Mon is not a rookie.
0: Okay, she's a champion level, but she's got the strength of a rookie right now because she lost her bling.
1: And the last one is Yoli.
0: Yoli, who is going around her parents' supermarket grabbing stuff, and uh, her mom says to her that like she's bought a lot of stuff, and uh, Yoli says, "Oh, I need to talk to you about that." Just stares at her mum for a couple of seconds. And then say like, talk to you later, and just runs away. I kind of found the timing on that funny.
1: I found it funnier that the mum said that the three bean salad only had two beans. She couldn't find the third bean or something. But that implies that they have to make all of this pre-packed food themselves, which would take forever. There's no way that they're making so much salad. But the dub throws that joke in anyway.
0: Yep, so the kids are sneaking into school because it's a Saturday, which means the school's closed. But when they break into the school, there's the sound of a school bell going off, which wouldn't happen if they're sneaking into a school on the day it's closed. Is it not an alarm or something? No, it was a school bell. So yeah, they sort of sneak their way into the computer room and they're all, like, getting ready to go to the digital world and then Mimi bursts into the room because she says he's just got back from America and she wants to look at the school for nostalgia's sake or something like that. Would she have ever been to this school? I don't think she would have, no. I'm sure she went to a different one. But I like how Mimi gets her own stat screen.
1: I know, it's amazing. <laughs> Mimi gets a Digimon analyzer screen.
0: Yeah, I can't remember if... Anybody else gets them? I don't think they do. I think it's just Mimi. The hair has turned her into a Digimon. Let's talk about the hair, actually. It's pink with dark red streaks in it and then stars sprinkled throughout. Yes. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad look. but What I am saying is that we made a lot of mistakes in the 90s and 2000s. And some of those mistakes just need to stay in the 2000s.
1: I can't think of anyone that I've ever seen cosplay Mimi's Zero Two look.
0: I don't think you'd want
1: to. The hair is overly complicated.
0: That's a lot of design for someone's hair. But they want her to look like he's been in America. So apparently, in the 90s or 2000s, this is what America looked like. That's what all the kids were wearing in America. She gets told that they're all going to the digital world.
1: They're just going for a picnic. She's like, oh yeah,
0: can I come along as well? Sorry, but can't we talk about how they're going just for a picnic? They're going there for a picnic. (laughs) They've worked hard trying to save the world from the Emperor, so now they're going to have a day off. It's like, okay, that's a weird thing. That's like everybody in Game of Thrones is sitting down for brunch one day.
1: Weekends don't exist in the digital world. It's not like they go there and every Digimon's just having a break. But it's just such a weird thing to do after the first series where everything was like, you can die in the digital
0: world. The Digimon Emperor's not taking that day off. He's not like going. Oh, it's a Saturday. Better relax. He's still there, being grumbly and moody. So they all set off to the digital world, and here we go. Plays, and here we go. Always hypes me up. Like this scene when they're like flying across the screen with their backpacks and partner Digimon. It always tells me like adventure's going to happen, even though it's kind of boring adventure.
1: Here we go. It's not my favourite song from Zero Two soundtrack. What's yours? Let's kick it up.
0: Oh yeah, I really like. Let's kick it up. We can't forget change into power though. No, I disapprove. So they arrive in the digital world and Mimi reminisces of all the things that she's seen and they've been through. And she wonders if she'll see Palmon again. As the other kids catch her up about the Emperor and everything that's been going on, they decided to come and chill out because it's Saturday. Which is like, as we've said, it's not really good, kids. Like, you don't just get to have a day off from saving the world because it's a Saturday.
1: In the first season, they're always in danger in the digital world. And now they're just going for a picnic.
0: She, uh mentions how they wouldn't have had time when they were uh, when they were there to have time for picnics and relaxing which I kind of wish she had a bit more of a a reaction to it instead of just being like oh we didn't have time for that when we were here I kind of wish she'd be like so what you're telling me is the world's in danger now but you're taking a day off as her character and who she is she would be like no you've got a job to do let's do it now you can have a picnic when the digital world's saved I don't know it just seems really weird for her to have such a mild reaction to it
1: well Mimi was never big on fighting anyway
0: until she decided that she had to fight to save people, and then she literally built an army.
1: Yeah, but she didn't do much fighting herself.
0: She did. She fought as much as everybody else.
1: Well, she was the only one that then decided to stop fighting.
0: She literally created an army.
1: But she didn't fight alongside the army.
0: Okay, but she at least created the army to save the digital world.
1: Yeah, but she didn't fight.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that she has to fight.
1: Of the digi destin she is the one that is most against fighting, and is probably mostly for Picnic.
0: Yeah, but if you tell her the digital world's in danger, she's not going to be like, well, I'm not really into fighting, so no. I feel like she's going to be, digital world's in danger, let's go save it, because that's what we did before, and we can do it again. She's
1: (laughs) been in America, they've dubbed her down.
0: I don't know, I just feel like the Adventure Kids kind of, they should be more into this, because this is like the first time they've seen their Digimon since they left. So why aren't they all like scrambling to get in there and see their friends? They're just like, okay, yeah, I guess I've got football practice or whatever because i'm a teenager now it seems so like there is a dinosaur who is my friend who's in this alternate world i need to go there now i'm not going to play football today so they walk for a little bit and they're reminiscing and talking about what's happened and what's changed and everything that's going on and then they decide that they want food so they sit down and eat food and yoli offers mimi a chocolate covered rice ball it's a donut. I think you find it's a hamburgers.
1: No, it's definitely
0: a donut. But Mimi gets all teary-eyed and says that she hasn't had one since she was a little kid, which is kind of cute. And also unimportant. Yes, but it's, I'd rather they spend time focusing on Mimi a little bit because of how awesome she is. But this is just like a little hint of, of Yoli wanting to be nice to her new girl crush. So Hawkmon asks for a piece of sushi that Armadillamon has, and the way it's shot, you never see them both interacting on the same screen together, so it just looks like Hawkmon asks Armadillomon for a piece of sushi and then Armadillomon just throws it elsewhere. So Hawkmon and Yoli chase after it and then this bit I don't get because then Mimi's like oh she doesn't like the idea of them wandering off alone says the girl without her Digimon to the girl with her Digimon on this this lazy Saturday that they've got. So like how far did that sushi roll go because it couldn't have gone too far because an armadillo threw it and also it's sushi but apparently it went far enough for them to disappear. It rolled a long way away. It was rolling back to California. But yeah, no, it, it goes a long way and then it's, it's far enough for, for Mimi to worry about them going away. He was passing it to Hawkmon. Was he just like fully pelting it at him with that force? Like if someone asks me for a bottle of water, I don't just pick it up and like overarm throw it at them.
1: No, you throw it miles away so they have to run after it
0: for 10 minutes. <laughs> So Mimi goes after them and she steps on a thing. Like, I couldn't quite tell from, like, the half a second you see it, but it's kind of, like, just like if the floor just collapsed in front of her.
1: I just remember them falling.
0: She just falls and into this, like, abyss. And then it cuts to her being woken up by Yoli and Hawkman. And they're in, like, it's, like, night time. And I forgot that it wasn't, like, in a different area. I just thought that she's, like, she was passed out till night time.
1: Yeah, it's weird, the whole night time thing.
0: I kind of like this, though. They're almost, like in an underground world but i don't know they like fell into this nothing and then ended up in this underground world of like eternal night or something i don't know but they're there and there's a control spire and there's also geckomon and like geckomon are only in this episode because mimi and apparently they relate to mimi
1: you can't have a mimi episode without a green slimy digimon turning up
0: So all the Mon and Otamomon have got dark rings on them. So they're chasing after Yoli, Mimi, and Hawkmon. And then some vines appear out of nowhere and pull them away. And it turns out it's Palmon. Of course! Who else would it be in Mimi's episode? In the entire digital world, where was Palmon? Over there. Just there. Just right there. If you think about it, she was a a sushi roll throw away from everybody. That's how close she was. But they didn't know because the sushi wasn't thrown yet.
1: Well, she was underground or something. I'm not sure if this area is actually underground or what.
0: It's weird. Yeah, it's pretty vague. Like, it doesn't really explain the mechanics of what's going on.
1: If they made the episodes focused on finding the Digimon or something, then it would make sense and it wouldn't just be finding all of them by coincidence they'd have an objective like if the digimon emperor had them prisoner or something recycle that and at least it makes more sense
0: instead of just oh yeah palmon was like over there but we couldn't see her because she's in this little nighttime area she's here now and also like there is a control spire so they can't evolve and stuff but there also wasn't one a sushi away, so
1: they threw this sushi a long way
0: so far
1: It must be underground. That's the only thing I could think of that makes sense.
0: So Mimi and Palmon have this little teary-eyed reunion and they're hugging each other, which I thought was really cute. And then they get tangled in each other's hair and vines, which I thought was also cute because they're trying to break away from the hug and then, oh, no, sorry, I've got my hair stuck in your vines because Mimi's got so much stuff in her hair. Like stars. Why has she got stars in her hair? Because America... So it cuts to the other kids who are just all looking for Mimi and Yoli. And it's daytime where they are, which is where I was like, oh, no, wait. So they're in a different area. That's nighttime. So, yeah, after it cuts to the other kids, it goes to the emperor who's watching Mimi and Yoli. And he's like, I will not have lesbians. No, I will send out Roachmon. Only perfect human beings can be lesbians. I am the only perfect human being. (laughs) Oh, God, I remember he said that. No, how is he the perfect? No, he does have better hair does, like in this world, but not in the other world. Uh, His hair's alright in the other world as well. Yeah, maybe. It's just a little flat.
1: Not that we're talking about any character in particular that may or may not be the Digimon Emperor.
0: Yeah. I don't think we can talk about it right now.
1: No, we cannot talk about it.
0: We don't want to spoil it for anyone. Okay, so the Emperor sends out Roach One to attack Yoli and Mimi. They use this garbage dump attack, which is just throwing trash at them. But it throws, like, socks and uh, old ramen noodle cups and stuff, and Mimi looks upset because she's wearing a designer blouse and Yoli doesn't look impressed either. And then they hear this noise, this like whistling noise. And Yoli says, now what? As this piano just falls in front of them. So then they kind of like escalate their attack. So at the start, it was just, just garbage. And now they're throwing like large bits of pianos and fridges and machinery. So like heavier things are falling down at them. And like in the middle of this attack where they're being chased by giant cockroaches who are throwing heavy bits of stuff at them Yoli decides to have a fantasy a little gay fantasy like this is where we find out that Yoli's a lesbian or bisexual either way she's like super
1: into Mimi she's so into Mimi that the art style changes completely
0: <laughs> if she slows down she will be killed so her last thought is like oh Mimi That's great because she's daydreaming about her and Mimi being beautiful and sharing a beautiful house together I'm like yay yay I love this Oh, it's so good. Tell her how you
1: feel. Maybe this is why Yoli doesn't get a lot of focus. They don't want to endorse lesbianism too
0: much. Not allowed. Not in this show. Not in this emperor's perfect world.
1: Up until this episode, Yoli's had pretty much nothing.
0: Well, the only other woman is Kari, and she's already got Davis being creep. The girls
1: in the show have had no attention on them so far.
0: I kind of would enjoy, as bad as it is for, like, Davis to be that way towards Kari, I kind of would really enjoy it if Yoli's like that towards Mimi. Like, every time they go to Digital World, it's like, oh, is Mimi coming? Like, I, I, I hope Mimi's coming with us today. Like, is she going to be here? Let's wait 10 minutes just to see if Mimi appears. From America. She's moved back to... I think, he has not she? Oh, no, wait, no. She does live in America. She's come back over here for some reason.
1: Some reason that is never explained. She's come over here because she's just here.
0: She wanted to come back and look at the school on that one particular day. She just came back for no reason at all. So... She saps out of her little lesbian dream and evolves Hawkman to Halsemon. And then Go and digital starts playing, which is cool. Halsemon starts fighting the Roachmon. And Mimi comes up with a plan, which is to get Roachmon to attack the Dark Spire. But also Halsemon could just attack it, I guess. We I guess we have to come up with a really convoluted, complicated plan that involves the Roachmon not noticing when they're attacking. But no, it's got to be, oh, lead them over here and then I'll blind them with a, a spotlight, which is here as well for some reason.
1: Yeah, the spotlight's just... There? Did the roachmon drop the spotlight? Or did it just exist there?
0: I think when we saw the dark spires, there were spotlights around it. But Also, why are you highlighting the dark spire?
1: Why do you need spotlights? Bury them in the ground. <laughs> They're like radio towers, so maybe they don't work underground.
0: But yeah, so they come up with this attack, or this plan of attack, which is uh, have them fly at the spire now. And then they hit it. It gets damaged enough for Palmon to be able to revolve. So we get Togemon appearing, and they break down the spire, and then Davis gets their signal again. And then the ending's super, like, rushed. It's like, oh, they hit the thing. And then the Digimon Emperor's upset because of the Roach one failing, and he goes off home. Because I guess he can't send, you know, like, another thing out to them. But that's cool.
1: Once the spire's down, he's just... Kind of helpless, I guess.
0: So then they all reunite and they all leave the digital world because they've had their food now. And then everyone's going back home, but Mimi's going the other direction, I guess, because she needs to go to the airport to go home or whatever she's doing.
1: Because she'd finished whatever she came to Japan for.
0: She came to the school, she's looked at the school, and now she's going home. She's, why?! I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, it doesn't explain why she's there or what she's doing. As so she's leaving, Yoli turns around and calls out to me, that she wants to be just like her. It's like, aw, look at her. Bless her.
1: On the one hand, it's cute. But on the other hand, it's so fast and really quite cringeworthy.
0: It's another one of those, oh, they're just like the old kids. Let's give them their crests. Yoli is just like Mimi, guys. <laughs> she deserves Mimi's, but I don't think she deserves Sora's because i don't think she's really the quest of love kind of person is she really that sincere no but she is obsessed with mimi so i think if she didn't have it she would have murdered whoever did
1: that's more the crest of sinister
0: and then the episode ends Stand that character
1: mimi Because she had the loudest hair.
0: My standout character is Armadillamon, because if you just passed the sushi roll over like a regular person, like all this plot wouldn't have happened. What is it with Cody and Armadillamon being just the weirdest people? Can I have the sushi roll, please? Throws it as far as he physically can. I'm surprised he didn't evolve and then launch it into the air.
1: This show is a weird thing with food now. Food's a strange focus. To the point where it's more important than the digital world most of the time.
0: Which is weird considering season one, like, food was also a focus, but it was more survival. No, it's just a thing. What was your favourite thing?
1: My favourite thing was the convenient spotlight, because it was just there.
0: It was there to illuminate, like, the spire. But it also kind of is weird that he wants to illuminate the spire.
1: It was just in the middle of a forest. It's very convenient. And Mimi went up to it and found it like she knew it was there. And that was her plan the whole long. (laughs)
0: I also don't get why, if the Emperor's highlighting it with spotlights, that there isn't any security around it as well. Like, it's just kind of there, and there's no one protecting it, so... Cool, I guess. My favourite thing is how Yoli is super gay for Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. Like, all jokes aside, the way that I read it is that if she like is kind of falling for Mimi a little bit. Like, she just really like likes Mimi a lot and stuff. And I, I kind of like that idea because it would be cool to have an LGBT character in Pokemon, which hasn't happened yet. We haven't also had people of colour apart from Henry, that's the one. But yeah, like, I like the idea of, of Yoli not being straight. It's good.
1: It's good that she has an actual unique feature to her. And she's not just Mimi and Sora mashed together.
0: She's more like Izzy. Actually, she's a little bit like Mimi because of her outfit. Like, in the real world, she's kind of got a sensible outfit on it's like a working outfit when she goes to the digital world it's fully like adventurous gear she's got the most outrageous outfit out of everybody as opposed to cody whose shirt just changes color basically (laughs) like cody doesn't do anything in this episode i'm already still mad at him he comments on sushi filler or not filler
1: it's definitely filler you think what happens we get Palmon reunion it's still filler.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, it is It is kind of
1: filler. We can't say that them destroying a spire isn't filler. It is filler. Overall thoughts? The formula's going to get a bit old after a while. I mean, the only thing that really keeps it from being just bad is the fact that we like the old DigiDestined a lot.
0: It does seem like they're relying on the old kids' To carry the show. Considering it's the first few episodes of the of the season. It's all. Remember the, this this kid from the last one? Well they're here now. Do you remember their Digimon? Well they're here now. We can't evolve until the new kids do the thing. The new kids do the thing and they evolve. For like three seconds and then the episode ends. It doesn't seem like a strong enough plot to work by itself they have to focus so much on the on the old kids being an important part of it they're also like the old kids yeah you love them too yeah without really giving themselves actual personality i think that's why i like the idea of of yoli being in love with mimi because it's it's a personality trait that she will have as opposed to everybody else who doesn't have them i mean even tk and kari have become boring compared to what they were like kari was jesus but tk was like excitable adventurous child and now he's just kind of there
1: they're not very good at writing groups.
0: Which is weird considering they've got less people to work with per episode than the last season.
1: Yeah, they just have lots of characters making jokes and not really saying
0: anything or doing anything. Anything else or are we moving on? I think we're moving on.
1: Next up is Flower Power, but not the one from Digimon. The
0: one from Pokemon. The Pokemon episode of Flower Power. Sam! Sam! mm-hmm they reached a city well i like how the narrator like literally makes a point of saying that like for once they're not stuck in a, a forest because it's been six episodes i was so excited for them to get to violet city they're not in violet city they're in florando because this episode's about flowers even though that's not the whole point of the city but flowers <laughs> Like, we've discussed it before, how the naming system in Pokemon is really weird. They have a habit of, like, naming people and places after things that they do or that they have. So, for example, if you were a Growlithe trainer, they'd probably call you Barkley. Or a town literally called Ghostia, full of ghost Pokemon. Unless it's, like, a major city, which is based on a colour then you're going to be named after your thing like we've literally got misty and brock and Faulkner, who's the first gym leader like falcon and then bugsy is the second guy literally just called bugsy i never
1: realized that brock has the word rock in it before this is (laughs) mind-blowing and misty is to do with water as well (laughs) i'm so disappointed
0: then there's lieutenant surge I'm not going through them all. Misty wants to see the sights, but Brock says, how can he relax when there is a city full of girls who need to be protected? From what?
1: Brock needs to protect all of these ladies from a life alone in solitude.
0: Well, Misty even says, like, from what? And then Ash just yells, let's go see the sights. And I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. Can we just go back to the, the, the fact that Brock wants to protect these women? It has sinister connotations, but they're glossing over it like it's nothing. And it's for no reason. Like, Stevie, I don't know why he says it. It's
1: all he's good for.
0: I don't know why that line's in there. Because jokes. But yeah, so they're exploring this city when a young woman runs up to them with the plot and gives them a flyer for a Pokemon exhibition.
1: That just happens to be going on as the gang arrive.
0: And Ash asks, what's a Pokemon exhibition? This woman basically just goes, it's an exhibition full of Pokemon. And then Brock drags Ash along by the scruff of his neck saying, let's go see some real entertainment. And then like literally takes them to the exact place they were going to go. So like Brock is two for two on weird things right now. They were literally going there. So why did he have to drag him?
1: Have you skipped past the part where they literally offend everyone that watches Pokemon?
0: Oh yeah, no, that, that happened, yeah.
1: Yeah, Ash suggests making a TV show with his Pokemon. And then Misty's like, who would watch a TV show about Pokemon? Just basically telling everyone watching that they are wasting their time. Even Pokemon doesn't want us to watch.
0: So they get to the expo and it's literally just like a bunch of Pokemon stood around.
1: Sam, it's an exhibition with Pokemon.
0: Yeah, but it's not like, let's look at the electric qualities of an electrode and it it produces this much electricity. Let's like show you really cool stuff. Let's put an oddish on an electrode electrode yay amazing it's more like a traveling circus it doesn't seem like an expo it's literally just like a flareon jumping through a ring of fire like that doesn't show you how awesome flareon is that does sound pretty awesome but then there is just an oddest sudden electrode and everyone's around them clapping and an alakazam bending a giant spoon which is like okay but it's still just bent a piece of metal and then there's the weirdest one which is just a wall of water pokemon who are just stood there leaking from various orifices spouting from them i don't understand why but i guess this is the expo look how amazing they can leak so ash a group of blossom jumping alarmingly high into the air like i say alarming because they don't have knees or legs or feet they have weird plant leaf things but they're just like jumping Which is kind of impressive if they don't have bones. There's this girl clapping along with them, jumping for some reason. And then she says it's time for their gravity-defying finale. So one blossom throws the other into the air, and then it flips a little bit, and then it can't do it, and then it lands in Ash's arms. He literally caught the plot. I've got a note. It's like, this is it. This is this is the problem Pokemon. Ash will fix it by shouting at it or battling it or telling it to believe in friendship or something. Team Rocket will try and still the problem Pokemon, but it will fight back and then it'll be like, yeah, we can do it because we believe in ourselves. She thanks Ash for catching blossom and then Proctex her hand. Calls her pretty and stuff and then Misty drags them away. But then it cuts to them, like, drinking cans of something on seats in a park area. She holds up a can and says, cheers for saving my Blossom. I'm like, I didn't save Blossom. It wasn't really in any danger. We've seen it be springy. It would have just, like, landed awkwardly. It didn't save Blossom. We saw them jump into the air and, like, land. We, we
1: don't know how high they were. They could have been tens of meters in the air. I guess.
0: But yeah, we find out her name's Bailey because Herb's... She's called Bailey.
1: Oh, and she named her Blossom, Belle, and Bella. First of all, I wish they were called Bella and Bell B. Second of all, it's like naming your cat cat or naming your dog dog.
0: Just take some of the letters of their name, and that's their name. Just shorten down. My name is Hugh. So she tells them that they have a trick called the Bell Loop De Loop, and ever since they've got to the expo, they've been unable to do it. Oh no! Oh no! I wonder if they're going to do it by the end of the episode and save the day with it. Yes. So it cuts to Team Rocket. Yay, Team Rocket. And the episode immediately gets so much better. They say that they want to show off their talents while they're here as well. And Meowth's like, what talent? And I'm like, harsh Meowth. Like, they're really good people. So Jesse starts flamenco dancing and James does ballet. I love Team Rocket. And I love James's giddy laugh when he's doing ballet, which is great. It is great. He's got this little excitable laugh.
1: Team Rocket is so happy in this episode.
0: It feels like they're the main characters in this episode. It just seems like Ashiko are just kind of there. So they set up a stage and call in a crowd because they want everyone to see the talking meowth. And he gets up there and like there's so many people and he can't really improvise. So he just meows like a cat and the crowd's not impressed so they take Meowth behind the stage and give him a little pep talk, and Meowth says that he can't improvise in front of a crowd, and then Jessie, like, she thought that she was the team market prima donna. and then the way that I saw this bit, I'm not sure how you saw it, but I feel like when she turned around, she was having a bit of a sulk, and then she just turned back with this piece of paper with jokes on it, and I like the idea of her, like, always having this little list of jokes on hand, which I suppose she could have just turned around and started writing it, and then give it back. But I like the idea of her being like, no, I'm the prima donna. And then just turning around being like, here, have a, re- a pre-writ list of jokes that I always keep with me because I like to have jokes with me. Team Rocket's great.
1: I'm more invested in their quest to become famous dancers than I am in Ash.
0: So Meowth's back on stage, cracking jokes. But the crowd isn't impressed by a talking Meowth. But you know what they are impressed by? What? An Oddish stood on an electrode. They are eating that up. They are losing their mind. There are people just weeping in sheer elation as they watch an oddish on top of an a- someone has taken a pokemon and put it on top of another pokemon that is mind blowing <laughs> wow i mean you take a pokemon pokemon who canonically only say their name and there is a meowth speaking human language and he's saying jokes nobody wants that Nobody wants to see a cat that's learned, like, self-taught itself how to speak English to communicate with humans. Like, the one big thing that, like, so many scientists in the Pokemon world want is to be able to communicate with Pokemon. They have a Pokemon who communicate for them. No. They want to see an Oddish on top of an Electrode. It's amazing. We don't need to watch this show now. We've, we've reached peak Pokemon with an Oddish on an electrode. They're just clapping and they're so excited. Like, that's all they did. Like, they left the I was like, Just start talking Yeah, That's stupid. I'm going to go back to this electrode and Oddish situation. I need to see what's going on here. Because, like, it's just so great. Look at it. Look at that Oddish on an electrode. Wow. I will tell my kids about this day. <laughs>
1: There was a pyramid of water Pokemon as well.
0: Better than a talking meow. So once the crowd's gone, they say like how great their dances would have been. So they decide to hatch a plan to get everyone to watch their show. So it cuts to them on top of some like weird platform thing. Like we know, we don't really find out what it's for, but it's just like an elevated platform on wheels and then ash hears them and says i recognize those voices and he runs in the way of the platform and tells them that they can't come here and just decides to start attacking them why all they want to do is come to this expo and just perform but ashley's like no i'm the main character we're over here drinking and talking about how this pokemon can't do stuff so we're gonna fight you and then the best part of team rocket's motto is prepare for trouble and a dance i'm wearing tights instead of pants i'm like yay i love team rocket they're so good
1: It's such a silly bit.
0: They don't want to steal Pokemon or anything like that. They just want to perform. And Ash has decided, no, you're not allowed to because I said so. And the crowd just agree with him. And everyone's attacking them now. They're all getting their Pokemon out and they're all ready to fight. And like Team Rocket didn't instigate this fight. Ash did. And he instigated it with everybody else.
1: I think everyone's just annoyed because Team Rocket aren't Pokemon, and it's supposed to be a Pokemon show.
0: So you're going to attack them with the Pokemon? Instead of being like, please leave, they're like, no, I'm going to get my Flame Pokemon to burn you. That's not how it works. And Ash is there like, yes, murder, death, kill, please.
1: You're not allowed to dance, we will have to kill you.
0: (laughs) So Ash basically incites a riot to kill Team Rocket because they're living up to their dreams. They just want to dance. This is awful. Ash has just decided that he can dictate what they can and can't do. So yeah, they get attacked, blasted away or whatever, and it cuts to them at night time in an alleyway, and they're eating, like, meatballs out of a frying pan because they're broke.
1: I actually feel really sorry for them.
0: It's not all about kidnapping Pokemon they also want to achieve their dreams of just dancing and performing and they set up businesses at points as well like they're actually trying to actively work to be a part of a community I mean yes there is also the Pokemon stealing but it's better than Ash who just wanders in and just is like I'm better than all of you I hate Ash so much especially this episode he just he causes the problems
1: He's a bit rubbish, but that's how he's always been.
0: So, because everybody was mean to them and then tried to murder them with their Pokemon, Team Rocket now become evil and decide that they're going to get their revenge at the Expo. So, if they hadn't been jerks to them, they wouldn't have had their Pokemon stolen. I'm just saying they bring it on themselves. They could have just
1: lived the dream of dancing,
0: but no. All they had to do was laugh at the Meowth jokes and give them a bit of money and then just clap at them dancing, but no. Stevie, there was an Oddish on an Electrode. If they'd just been dancing on top of an Electrode. If they had just got out on Arbok and put Meowth on top of the Arbok, they would have just lost their minds.
1: It would be better on the wheezing. It would have been in midair.
0: So Ash and Co are sat with Bailey and they're talking about how dance is similar to battle or some stupidness. It's literally like, oh, how, how did you know how to fight like that when we were attacking Team Rocket? Because we're youths and bailey's like oh well dancing is a lot like battle it's all involves steps and stuff and rhythm and i say yay that's i don't i don't care about what's going." if you take out the team rocket part of this episode and watch it from ash's point of view it's literally they went to a place and saw some blossoms and spoke to a girl and then danced and i say, oh wow wow we haven't even got to the first gym yet but we're here so it's the next day and they're practicing the bell loop to loop and they fail again because they just can't do it it's just so hard to flip in the air
1: this is such a great story of hardship and overcoming your weaknesses and failures.
0: What? I can't flip in the air. I mean, I don't even get why she fails. It doesn't look like... It doesn't look like anything goes wrong. She's just flipping in the air and then she's like, oh, and then she can't do it. Momentum would have done it. It's so much harder to stop yourself flipping in the air than to let yourself flip. Are you honestly like sat there going, oh, I really hope she learns how to do the baloop de loop? Why, Pokemon? We're on episode six. We haven't got the first badge. What's happening? You're wasting so much time with this inane crap. We don't care about the balloop de loop It's not a thing. We're never going to see it again. Surprise, surprise. Later on in the episode when they're fighting Team Rocket as they always do. She does the balloop de loop and oh, it's amazing. It's like it's not even played out for a big thing. It's like she did it finally. Yay, yeah, next thing. I just don't care. Just get a badge. Go and train and fight and battle. Don't go and look at the bell loop de loop dances like battle because of the steps and stuff yeah yes you move people move yes that's what people do it's the next day of the expo and team rocket have stolen all the announcer's outfits they're under the stage being tied up so team rocket are there for like three seconds and then they're like oh let's have the pokemon come on stage the pokemon come on stage and meow throws a net because they've given up on this episode they don't want to come up with a complicated contraption just net them throw a net over them and then they fly away on the balloon And immediately reveal the disguises. Yeah. The
1: disguises are always so pointless because they just take them off halfway through the heist.
0: Does Ash still have Charizard at this point?
1: He had Charizard in the first episode where he used all his Pokemon.
0: Okay, so why did he decide that the best course of action to fight Team Rocket is to get Heracross to come out and throw Pikachu into the air? Because Heracross is the new one. That is exactly why he did that. Heracross, who can fly, one of the few flying Pokemon, let's flip Pikachu up there because he's the main character.
1: They just like overcomplicating things to make it sound like they're being smart.
0: To be fair, I really like the shot that we follow Pikachu as he's rising into the air.
1: It is a good shot.
0: The wind ru- like wind rustling around him as he's going up and he's seeing all the things he's going past. I kind of li- like that shot. It's really nice. But he could have just had Heracross fly up there. Heracross has got a horn. Pikachu's a soft boy. Okay. What can he do? Pikachu's a soft boy. <laughs> yes, he is. Heracross has got the horn. He could literally fly up there and stab it with his face. But no, he's not the main character. And he's had his episode. So now he's just always being sent out alongside Bulbasaur for the one attack.
1: He's a support hero.
0: Okay, so they pop the balloon and then it all,
1: like, falls to the ground. And Team Rocket blasts off. They've been thwarted twice
0: in one day. We've missed the payoff, Stevie. The most important part, we were all waiting for this. Will they do the bell loop the loop? Literally, they're having a battle and then we see Bailey go, like, lift up the net. And then they both come. Doesn't let the other Pokemon out. It's literally, I've got my Belos I'm good. And then they're fighting. I like Pikachu's attacking, and they literally use the footage from the earlier fight with the Belossum, but they've replaced Belossum with Pikachu. Like literally, it's the same animation. So, yay! Pikachu's learned how to use his use dance to battle. He's never gonna do that again. Ever. But then, Belossum also fighting, and then they do the Beloop loop to loop and attack. Yay! Oh, we're so excited about this episode. You can't see my face, but I assure you it's one of exasperation and fatigue. <laughs> Sam,
1: it's such a beautiful moment. She's gone through all that
0: hardship. Look at this. This blossom flipped the other one in the air. To be fair, everyone's losing their s*** sh- over uh, and audition an audition electrode. So I think a Pokemon flipping in the air will just make their minds turn to goo. So then it ends with them on stage doing the bell loop de loop and everyone's applauding because that's what's happening now.
1: She's gone through so much hardship. She failed the bell loop de loop not once, but twice in this episode. I didn't think she'd be- ever be able to pull it off again. But she managed it.
0: Well, she has said that it's ever since they've come to this one town. What's going on in this town that Brock needs to protect everybody and now the Pokemon can't do the thing they can always do? What is this weird, weird town named after flowers, but it isn't anything to do with flowers, but there's flowers in this episode, so I guess we name it after flowers. I'm so done. We've had five episodes of filler in six episodes. We haven't made the single step into Johto. I'm scared that we're going to get to episode whatever it is, 45 or 52 or whatever it is. And... We're going to be on, like, the third gym because so much other c***s happened. Like, can you find out where we got to in episode six, isn't it?
1: In episode six of the first season, we'd just left Pewter City.
0: So we'd got the first badge?
1: Yeah. I mean, he then spent that episode with Clefairy because it was filler. But then he immediately got to another gym.
0: But in that thing's defence, he was in an actual location. Like, he was in Mount Moon. And that's where you travel to to get from Pewter City to Cerulean City. So it was filler, but it was like in the the natural progression of you go from here to here to here, he was in the next place.
1: And it didn't take five episodes.
0: None of these places he's been to so far apart from Nubok Town is real. Have we even gone to Cherry Grove yet? That's in between.
1: Will he ever see the first gym?
0: I don't think so. I don't think we ever get to them. It's not even like you can watch this episode and be like, oh yeah, this is the place in the game. Because at least with Mount Moon, you can go, oh yeah, it's the place in the game. Doesn't this look amazing? This isn't a real place. And they're still literally, I don't think he's even gone to Cherry Grove yet, which is the first small town you get to. And then you have to go north and go up to Violet City. And I'm sure there's a forest in between that. I'm telling you now the first 15 episodes is going to be forests and places that don't exist. So angry. But we got to see an Oddish on an electrode. Yeah, I guess. That was the best thing that's ever happened in this entire show. Honestly, I saw it and I cried for four hours. It's amazing. I'm getting that as a tattoo. I've given up. Like We're done now. We don't need to do the show anymore because we found the best thing ever. Okay, have you got any more notes for this episode? Not particularly. Favourite character? James... Okay, mine is actually also James.
1: He was a good boy. He just wanted to dance.
0: So I've actually got a bit to talk about. So specifically James. Like, can we just talk about how great he is? How, like, he's so comfortable in his own masculinity. He does ballet he dresses when they do costumes like often more often than not he dresses up as the woman and it's never like a joke they never ridicule him for it and like he likes to do things that aren't seen as masculine like he loves to do ballet and stuff and he's in a frilly dress in this episode doing ballet because he loves to dance and at no point has anybody like insulted him for it or laughed at him for it like he's doing what he wants to do and he's never gone like oh this is a bit girly he's just comfortable being himself and as a kid watching this it was it was nice to see a person who subverted gender stereotypes It was never in a negative way and it's like the best thing that Pokemon's done with like a character because we've got Ash who is just garbage in a hat and then we've got James who is legitimately like awesome. Because he just does what he wants and he's not like, oh, ew, ew, look, like, I'm not dressing up as a woman because I have to. It's like, no, because he wants to. He really wants to wear that really expensive dress. It probably is expensive and he's bought it because he wants to pull off the character. There were shows that I was watching at a similar time that would have men dressed up as women played for a joke just so they could be like, oh, that gross, that lady is a man. And then the main character is like, oh, no, scary. But in Pokemon, it's like, I don't think they've ever done that. And at least with James, they're like, he does what he does and... He's never ridiculed for it, and it's cool. He is good. He's good. Honestly, we've said it before, Jesse and James and Team Rocket, you know, they're just just—they're the best part of this show. They are. This episode basically is about them. If you separate their stories, you've literally got them. They're kind of broke because it's Team Rocket. They find a place where there's like a Pokemon Expo, and they're like, oh, we can make some money here because we have a Pokemon with a unique talent, which is talking people will love to come and see this and they're just not interested and then they're like okay well why don't we just perform because actually what i'd really like to do is i kind of just want to get up on stage and do some dancing so they go and do that and then out of nowhere ash is there like i will not let you do this because it's a pokemon expo everyone murder these people and everyone's like yes we will murder these people main character we love you main character you're the best and then they're like Actually, you know what? Sod this. I came here to have fun and make a bit of money by showing them a talking meowth. But I guess the electrode with that ardish on top of it is way more interesting. Guess we can fall back to beating Team Rocket. And then they go and do the Team Rocket thing and the, the day is safe. Ashley's side, it's literally, oh, we went here for no reason. Oh, there's an expo. There's some blossom here oh, it can't flip over. Let's talk to the girl. We learned about dance battling and then we fought Team Rocket. Like, it's so boring compared to Team Rocket's version of this event. So Team Rocket's my favourite character this episode because they were good.
1: Team Rocket stood out. Although, honestly, that Oddish stood out pretty high on top of that electrode as well.
0: It is my favourite thing. What's your favourite thing? Mine is literally that Oddish that on that electrode stood there. Like, I couldn't. I paused it. I put it on the, the, big, comu- uh, the big TV screen and then I had it on there i just got
1: James for my favourite thing as well, because he's so good.
0: That's still good. My actual favourite thing was Meowth. Like, getting stage fright and being like, I can't improvise in front of crowds and, like, being a bit snooty about it. It's like, Meowth. Literally every time you do your Team Rocket stuff, you're talking in front of a crowd. You can tell a joke. Uh, Filler or not filler? Do we even need to say? I think it's not filler, because
1: otherwise, how would we ever know about this? The loop-de-loop.
0: Overall thoughts, I'm going to jump into that. It's bad and it's filler. Ash is a jerk for no reason. And we're just focused on the wrong areas. There's no progression. It just feels like we had the first episode and we got to be like, oh, get ready for your adventure in Johto. And now he's like, just like playing with some rocks on the floor.
1: It was an okay filler episode. I really liked the bits with Team Rocket, but apart from that, it was all boring.
0: It wasn't good. It was dull. It was boring. It was just, I don't care about the bell loop to loop. It's a big thing that was supposed to happen. And it's just flipping a Pokemon in the air.
1: It's not even standing on top of an electrode while doing a loop-de-loop.
0: It's literally a Pokemon rotating in the air. It's not amazing. What's amazing, if they did like petal dance and they like had two spirals of petals flying around as they did it. Something that would have made it pretty as opposed to just literally just flipped a flower in the air.
1: Now it's time for Munoay Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes. New monsters. Roachmon. Giant cockroaches with belts because they're evil.
0: Their attack's weird. Like, it's literally just summon things. Like, can they use them? Can they use that piano? Is it like a fully formed piano? Or is it like just a bit of weird piano data? I do really like their attack. It's a weird attack, but it's a cool attack.
1: And it's probably very effective on digi (laughs) They tried to crush them.
0: Yeah, I think a piano would work well on many soft creatures. And then the other new thing we had was Blossom. I don't care. It's a girl made of flowers. Honestly, Pokemon needs like a good episode. What? We'll find out in a minute what the titles are for the next episode. And I'm I'm hoping it's something like... Ash gets his first badge. I swear, if this is more filler, I'm gonna be so angry, Stevie. I'm gonna be so mad. I was worried about O2 being bad. I was blindsided by this. You can't have a show where the first six episodes have one plot episode and the rest be absolute filler. This is what's supposed to be getting us hooked into the show.
1: Are you not hooked by awesome stories?
0: by the bell looped no i'm not we're supposed to be exploring a whole new literally the song a whole new world we live in apparently the whole new world is made of forests and the one town
1: who was your monster of the week son
0: (laughs) roachman because the emperor decided that two idiots should be responsible for destroying the kids and then when they fail he gets mad like okay but they're idiots they're incompetent also they throw garbage it's good are they garbage boys like you yes they are they are trash boys like me what was your monster of the week
1: my monster of the week is demi Veman because he just says davis a lot and is really hyperactive and cute he is really cute and then he digivolts to v and i don't think he has a single line at that point i can't recall Veman saying anything oh do you demi v says more than v that's how useless everyone but yoli and mimi was
0: uh, who was worse ash or davis and definitely ash
1: because Davis wasn't even around most of the time.
0: He did this little ugly thing at, at Kari once, but like, Ash attacked Team Rocket for no reason, and he's making me endure them talking about how battling is dancing. See, Pikachu dance was cool. Yeah, I just. Uh, I'm so tired of, of Pokemon, I just. It needs to do something new. Which
1: storyline did you prefer and why?
0: Digimon, because like the entire plot happens because of a rogue sushi roll.
1: And you just find that so ridiculous, it's good. Yeah. Well, I've said that they were actually just both really predictable and bland, but I preferred Pokemons because it had Team Rocket in there, and Team Rocket are always fun.
0: I'm being a bit more biased against Pokemon at the moment because of just the the sheer lack of anything.
1: Okay, were there any notable similarities?
0: I'm assuming you've got this as well, but there were both plant-type creatures in there. Uh, No, I didn't get that one, actually. Yeah, because we've got Palmon and we've got Blossom. Yay! Flower Girls. <laughs> I didn't really have anything else by way of similarities. I've said that they've both
1: had very predictable and recycled plots because they just like having the same plot and filling it in with different characters over and over. Whether it be filler or just one of the old Digidestined. And another one I've said is that the bad guys tend to argue amongst themselves a lot more than the good guys do.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do actually.
1: Team Rocket bickered quite a bit, and the Roachmon brothers. There was also food in both. I guess. Oh yeah, the titles start with the same letters.
0: Yeah, that's another one, I guess.
1: FP and FP. This is also evidence that Pokemon rips off Digimon, because they took the title.
0: No, it's not. Flower power's a thing. No,
1: <laughs> they stole the title from Digimon. Okay, were there any notable differences?
0: I feel like Pokemon was just so much weaker.
1: Is that a notable difference?
0: Yeah, like plot wise, like they're in another nondescript town, literally doing nothing whilst Team Rocket, who were actually the best part of the episode, are doing the actual interesting stuff. But yeah, it's just like there's no substance to Ash's side of the story. I mean, granted, you can say the same about Davis and everybody else, but that focus wasn't on them in Pokemon. The focus was on both people. It was almost like Team Rocket with the A plot, Ash and Co with the B plot, but instead they tried to make it to the Ash and Co with the A plot, and Team Rocket with the B plot. Like, you're supposed to be more invested in that stuff, but as I say, I actually care more about Team Rocket's goings on. So yeah, I feel like Pokemon just felt significantly weaker this time.
1: Main characters are very boring.
0: But they can't be too strong in one direction because they're supposed to be the the audience standing. So you can't really have Ash saying that he hates, I don't know... Dancing. Yeah, because then you could be like, I like dancing, but I guess if Ash doesn't like it, that's cool.
1: Just Ash is up for everything, so he does everything.
0: But which episode do you think deserves the point? I'm going for Digimon. I haven't gotta fight you for this. Yeah, because like even though a union with Palmon is better than the entire plot of Pokemon.
1: Palmon is better than Belassum, even if Palmon can't do loop-de-loops or stand on top of an electrode.
0: She probably can, you know. But she doesn't make a big deal out of it.
1: I will forgive Mimi turning up for no reason.
0: <laughs> she literally just visited for no reason. We haven't been told. She's literally just there. She just gets off a plane and that's it. So that makes the score four two to Pokemon. How was Phila had I- so, oh, it's probably because of Cody. To be fair, Cody was quiet, so I think that, that makes sense. Join us next time where we'll be discussing the seventh episodes. Spinnerack Attack and Guardian Angel. We're in another forest, aren't we? Probably. We're in another damn forest with bugs and Misty's going to be like, oh no, bug Pokemon! There'll be one Spinnerack who's like got a different pattern on it or it'll be the smallest one and they've got to help it because it can't do the thing and then Team Rocket will be like, oh, we can make money out of the webs from the Spinner Act and then they try and steal it but they steal all apart from the little one because we don't want that one. It's a small one and then it'll be like, I can do the thing now because of friendship and then it does the thing and then saves the day and then, I don't know he'll he'll be called like spidery guy who'll be the trainer and then spidery guy's like thank you Ash for being everything and amazing and being the best have some money and everything you saved us with the power of friendship and Ash will be like yeah I am the best
1: I didn't realize we were doing obnoxious synopsis
0: and then it'll be sunset and then like they'll be walking away from the forest but we know in the next episode after that they'll be in another forest with another small Pokemon that can't do the thing but can do the thing once Team Rocket tries to steal them. Where can I listen to more of us, son? <laughs> Just listen right now or you can hear me screaming about Pokemon. Open a window and lean outside and then you'll hear a faint scream and that's just me screaming constantly because Pokemon's this thing. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher or when I getting reviews and comments. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, and with the wolf thread. Add email, which are all linked in the show notes.
1: And you can also support me on Patreon if you want to be super duper nice. And we've also got a Moncast Discord set up now if you'd like to join that. Thank you for listening. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Okay,
0: I've got the Wii Shop channel theme in my head today so prepare for a lot of that in this episode
1: it's funny because neither of us shop
0: especially on the (laughs) we
1: i can hear your chair so can i it's very squeaky yes yes it is
0: i'll have to try and sit still that's what all the kids were wearing in america
1: Were the kids in america Whoa. Whoa
0: Whoa. Whoa.
1: <laughs> just like um <laughs> just destroy the mic. Fix <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> That's better. Um
1: I just punched these, my pop like, filter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I fully heard it and then I heard the reverberation <laughs> and then like uh, electric sound. Ooh.
1: I'm now getting, like, massive Um, feedback
0: in the mic. No, no, no.
1: No, in in the recording it was weird. Oh. I think it settled itself.
0: Okay. I haven't broken
1: it. What was the saying?
0: One sec. I'm gonna change my position. I'm sorry, weirdly. On the ceiling. Yes. How did you know?
1: That's, like, the weirdest place I could think of to sit. (laughs)